Acts chapter 24. The text for this evening is the verse 25. I'm sure many have preached on this verse over the years. We read in verse 25, Acts 24. And as he reasoned <coughs> of righteousness, temperance, judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time, when I have a convenient season. I will call for thee. Without a doubt, the Apostle Paul knew and experienced the truth of the words spoken by the psalmist when he said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Psalm 34, verse 19. And indeed, with reference to Paul, the word affliction, hear this, the word affliction, in reference to Paul, is mentioned no less than 17 times. 17 times the word is used to describe what the Apostle Paul went through and suffered for the cause of Christ. And here we find him being afflicted again, first of all, as Paul, a prisoner for the Lord. False accusations have been brought against him. And he was sent to be tried before Felix, an ungodly man. We are given the accusations that were leveled at Paul. And then we're given his denial. Look there at verses 5 and 6. And here you have the accuser saying of Paul, We have found this man a pestilent fellow. He's a pest. And a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world. Talk about exaggeration. Throughout all the world. And a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes who also have gone about to profane the temple who we look and would have judged who we took and would have judged according to our law so there you have the accusation leveled at Paul but look at verse 12 here's Paul and he's giving his defense and they neither find me in the temple disputing with any man neither rising up raising up the people neither in the synagogue nor in the city neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me notice four times you have the word neither he rebuffed their accusation four times in the one verse neither can they prove these things whereof they now accuse me 
But I confess unto thee that after the way which they have called heresy to worship, I, the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. Paul said, if you're saying I'm guilty, well this is what I'm guilty of. Believing all that the law and the prophets said about Christ, this is what I'm guilty of. Worshipping the God of our fathers. And so there Paul puts forth his defense. As well as Paul a prisoner for the Lord, we see Paul and the providence of the Lord. Had Paul not been a prisoner and had been had not been brought before Felix, he would never have had the opportunity to give Felix the gospel. Indeed, Paul was always glad of the opportunity to tell others about Christ, about Christ going to the cross, the men in the grave rising from the dead. And here is Paul and there's an opportunity to speak to Felix. There you have the providence of God. Perhaps that's what Paul had in mind when he penned those words to the church at Rome. And we know, we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Romans 8 and verse 28. Paul could certainly say that when he stood before Felix and gave him the gospel, even though he was a prisoner. Had he not been a prisoner, he would not have met Felix. He would not have had the opportunity to give Felix the gospel. As well as Paul, a prisoner, for the Lord and Paul and the providence of the Lord we have here also Paul and his preaching for the Lord the apostle would never miss an opportunity to preach the gospel whether it would be to friend or foe and Felix was no friend of Paul but nevertheless he gave him the gospel <clears throat> he was never intimidated by his company but always ready to preach the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and the Lord helped him to do so what a man Paul was when it came to preaching Christ and so here in the providence of God we have Paul and he's giving Felix the gospel and as a result we have these words of our text and as he reasoned of righteousness as Paul reasoned of righteousness temperance and judgment to come Felix trembled 
Felix Tremble. An answer, go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Almost persuaded. That's our subject for tonight. Almost persuaded. And I believe this man, Felix, was indeed almost persuaded to receive Christ as a saviour well first of all to consider Felix and his interest in the faith in many ways this is most amazing Felix and his interest in the faith Felix was a man who had a reputation for reveling in cruelty he was a man who knew the ways of Nero Nero would tie Christians to posts on his way up to his mansion and he would set them on fire to illuminate the pathway to his house that's who Nero was and this man Felix wasn't far behind him Felix knew Nero and the ways of Nero. He reveled in cruelty and lust. He had taken another man's wife and she was still a teenager, Drusilla. And she had a rather poor reputation as well. He was given the surname Felix. He was not born with that name. He was given the surname. Felix. Felix. The name means happy. So you apply the meaning of his name to his life. And how he lived. Felix was a man who was happy in his sin. He was happy in the vile life that he lived he was happy he reveled in the pleasures of sin for a season and yet amazingly amazingly he had an interest in the gospel in an interest in the gospel even the knowledge of the truth Is not what he said. You look at verse 22. And when Felix heard these things from the mouth of Paul, having more perfect knowledge of that way. So here's Felix, and he has listened to Paul's testimony and so heard Paul talk about what he was guilty of nothing more than being a follower of Christ a lover of God and believing the laws and the prophets and yet here we have Felix saying he had a more perfect knowledge 
of such things. Such a violent event in that he was. You know, there are many like Felix. They're happy in their sin today. They're happy living for the world. They're happy living for the devil. They're happy with whatever sin they can get into. And yet at the same time, they have a knowledge of the truth. I say, where did you get that knowledge from? Well, as a child sent to Sabbath school, listen to faithful Sabbath school teachers. Or perhaps even from a Christian home. They've grown up under the sound of the gospel. But then the world was too attractive for them. And even now they break their parents' heart because they're out in the world and they seem to be happy in the world and happy with their sin. The like of Felix. See, first of all here, it's claim. The claim that Felix made. Again, we look at the verse 22. And when Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them and said, When Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matter. We push it on to someone else regarding making a judgment on Paul. But what an amazing phrase we have here, I've already mentioned, having more perfect knowledge of the way. What's he talking about? The way. That was how Christians and the Church of Christ was described in the days of Paul. They talked about those who were in the way. Of course you can understand why. They were given that title or described that way. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way. The truth and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so Christ being the way, they referred to Christians who were in the way. Look there at verse 14. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way, see Paul uses the same term, after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers. After the way. Paul saying, if I'm guilty, I'm guilty of walking in the way, being a follower of Christ. You recall when Paul was called Saul of Tarsus, before his conversion, we know how he persecuted the church. You go back to Acts chapter 9. 
Acts 9 and verse 2 regarding Saul of Tarsus and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogue that if he found any of this way so Paul used the very term himself in his unconverted days if he found any of this way look at Acts 19 just to emphasize the point Acts 19 verse 9 and when diverse were hardened and believed not expect evil of that way go down to verse 23 of the same chapter at the same time there arose no small stir about that way so I think we can see clearly when Phoenix talked about the way he was talking about Christianity he was talking about the church he was talking about those who are followers of Christ who is the way and yet Felix this ungodly man we're told claimed to have a more perfect knowledge of the way so he knew about the way he knew evidently from this he knew what it was to be a Christian learning it from others in fact if you look at those words again he had a more perfect knowledge of the way none would tell me that Felix was such an individual he could have taught, told others or taught others about the way you know there's some individuals the regular church goers they've heard the gospel so many times they can nearly teach it to others even though they're not saved themselves that's right they're so familiar with the gospel as apparently Felix was in a more perfect knowledge of the way he could nearly told others all about the way it's clear next we notice his command here's something else that's amazing regarding this individual this man Felix Paul has just delivered his defense before an ungodly individual like Felix and when Paul had finished his defense we read verse 23 and he commanded Felix commanded a centurion to keep Paul so he was to remain a prisoner to keep Paul and listen and to let him have liberty that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him and so here it would appear that Felix 
had a soft spot for Paul. He certainly didn't commit him to solitary confinement. He allowed his acquaintance to come and minister to him and to visit him. And this was the command of Felix. A man who was such an ungodly individual. And yet, he was happy to allow others to come and visit Paul in prison. He knew all about the gospel. And there we have him allowing Paul to have visitors and those to come and visit him. He must have had a respect for Paul. How else can you explain that? Have a respect for Paul. Once again, in this regard, we've all met those like Felix. Ungodly, <coughs> happy in their sin, and yet they have a respect for the minister of the gospel. Let's say they attend a gospel preaching church they're not saved they sat under the gospel for years but woe betide anybody who says anything against the minister it's a bit like Felix here he knew the gospel and here we find that he had as it were a soft spot for Paul no, he didn't lock him up, as I say, in solitary confinement. He allowed him to have visitors. There's many like Felix. There are, there are many like Felix. In gospel preaching churches, they know their minister. As I say, won't betide the person who say anything against him. And yet they don't know the Lord themselves. But they respect the man that occupies the pulpit. The man who has prayed over that individual for years. Set under the preaching of the word week after week. And at the end of every service has gone out as a Christ rejecter. But they wouldn't say anything against the minister and they wouldn't let anybody else to say that. Just like Felix. Having a more perfect knowledge of that way, he had a sympathy, a soft spot for Paul. As well as his claim and command, you <coughs> notice his call. Verse 24. So he sent Paul away. And still in prison. Verse 24. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, 
which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul. He called Paul. He sent for Paul, listen, and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Can you believe that? A man like Felix sending for Paul that he might hear him concerning the faith in Christ. Do we not have here another amazing development? Mm -hmm. Knowing something of this man, Felix, such an ungodly man, yet he wanted to know more about faith in Christ. He knew something about the way. He knew something about Christians. He knew something about those who followed Christ, who is the way. But now it would appear he wanted to go a bit further. Wanted to know by faith in Christ. What's he talking about? He's talking about salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith. Isn't that what we do when we preach the gospel? We exhort sinners to put their faith in Christ. And here's Felix. And that's what he wanted to know about. He wanted to know more about faith in Christ. Now we don't want to read too much into those words. But I, I believe what they're safe enough in saying. Felix was concerned. I think we'll be safe enough in saying that Felix was under conviction. I believe that. Everything points in that direction. Under conviction. Wanted to know about faith in Christ. Wanting to know about salvation. Even though he lived for sin. Then we consider that young man this morning. The rich young ruler. And he came and fell down to the feet of Christ. What must I do? What good thing am I to do that I might have eternal life? That's as far as he got. But when the Lord told him to get rid of the other God in his life, which was his riches, he went away grieved. Wasn't prepared to give up his riches, give his possessions to the poor, take up his cross and follow Christ. Wasn't prepared for that. But he was concerned enough to come and seek the Lord about eternal life. And here we have this ungodly man. And he sent for Paul. The man who was happy in his sin. And he called for Paul and heard Paul concerning faith in Christ. It's amazing. 
over the years, you know, you've met folk that attend gospel preaching churches. And they're there every week. And they're prayed for every week. The question has often been put to them, why are you not saved? It was put to me. Remembered attending youth fellowship. I was considered young enough then to go to youth fellowship. There was a lay preacher and he conducted the youth fellowship on a Monday night. And I attended, went along to those meetings every Monday night. And I remember on the 5th of May, 1969, sitting in the church building, and our brother, Mr. Tommy Ryans, bless the Lord for him. Tommy was closing in prayer. And I remember having my head bowed with all the other young people. I remember praying, Lord, don't let me leave tonight without getting saved. <laughs> Meeting was over, got up, went towards the door. Tommy was always standing at the door, shake hand with us going out. And he came to me. He did something that night he'd never done before. Shook my hand and he held on to it. He says, Reggie, why are you not saved? I knew why I wasn't saved. I loved rock music. <laughs> Elvis was my idol. That ages me all right. <laughs> I loved Elvis and all his music, bought all his records as it was then. And I saw a magazine with a picture of me, bought the magazine. Had my bedroom plastered with photographs of Elvis. And there are other things in my life I knew I'd have to give up if I got sick. And Tommy spoke to me at the door. I said, all right, Tommy, I want to get saved. We turned around. Back up the church. It was a wooden building at the time, and then the little prayer in the back. But down, Tommy Ryan, there, be to Christ. Praise the Lord. Read to me Psalm 34, verse 6 This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And you know something? I've been saved every day since. As I said last week, I was there when it happened, so I ought to know. You're going to say that to Felix? Why do you not see it then? You have a perfect knowledge of the way. Here you are sending for Paul to find out more about faith in Christ. Realism. And this amazing situation with this man, Felix. As well as Felix and his interest in the faith, 
You see, also Felix was instructed in the faith. Paul instructed him. Paul, of course, Paul would not miss an opportunity to give the gospel to this man. <coughs> so we read in our text, and as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time, but I have a convenient season I will call for thee. Notice regarding instructing Felix, notice the method that Paul used. We're told, and he reasoned. He didn't give him just a brief outline or an overview of faith in Christ. He reasoned with him, telling Felix, this is what you have to do. He reasoned with them. He gave them the truth. He gave them the facts. And as it were said to Felix, now what are you going to do? He pressed them. He pressed the truth home to him. Of course that's the method Paul had used on other occasions when it came to ministering the gospel. For we read in Acts 17 verse 2 and Paul as his manner was went in unto them three Sabbath days and reasoned with them out of the scriptures don't you like that no he didn't speak to Paul or speak to Felix with the enticing words of man's wisdom he reasoned out of the scriptures he gave them the word and there's no denying the word and so Paul reasoned with him out of the scriptures he pressed upon Felix his need to put his faith in Christ he reasoned with him See it's Spurgeon. Like every free Presbyterian minister often quotes Spurgeon. The Prince of Preachers. Spurgeon one time said, he looked down in his congregation and knew those in the congregation who were not saved. He says, I wish <coughs> I could go down to each one of you and draw a circle around you and not allow, allow you to step out of that circle until you give your heart to Christ Spurgeon has such a burden for souls and those who certainly have listened to him week after week after week wondered why they were not saved he says if I could draw a circle around you and not let you out of that circle until you give your heart to the Lord I will do that many ways that's how Paul reasoned with Felix it's amazing he reasoned with him and since the salvation of a man's soul is such important 
so important. That's what you would do. You would reason with that person. Why do you not see it? Why? They seem to be so near the kingdom. Why not take the last step of faith? So near the kingdom. So near the kingdom. You have the method and you have the message. Each of the subjects that Paul dealt with certainly related to Felix. Think of it. Righteousness. Temperance. This man knew nothing about righteousness. He didn't know a thing about temperance the way he lived. You know what I like about Paul? One of the many things. Here he is. He's before Felix and Drusilla. Both of them are sinful wretches. Knew nothing about righteousness of life. Knew nothing about temperance. But those are the very things Paul dealt with. He didn't back down. He didn't water down his message. No, sir. He reasoned with him about righteousness. A man who knew nothing about righteousness and knew nothing about temperance. The word temperance means self-restraint. And this character, Felix, knew nothing about self-restraint. And again, only through Christ that anyone be declared righteous only through Christ as we mentioned this morning you confess your sin receive Christ as Saviour you receive the imputed righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith and this is what Paul was giving to Felix temperance telling him to exercise self-restraint and once again he can only do that if he received Christ if he put his faith in Christ the very thing that Felix wanted to know about faith in Christ and Paul is saying if you put your faith in Christ you'll know what it is to be righteous and you'll know all about temperance you'll know all about self-restraint Paul says, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Only Christ can give us the victory. That we can exercise self-restraint. But notice there's something else. He dealt with another subject. Righteousness, temperance, and judgment judgment in the original 
there is the definite article there. So it may be read, it, it reasoned of righteousness and temperance and the judgment to come. The judgment. Felix, I have to tell you about the judgment. And the judgment is coming. We mentioned that text this morning, quoted the text this morning, Hebrews 9, verse 27. It is appointed unto men once to die after this. The judgment. See? The judgment. So Paul made it clear to Felix and to Drusilla that if they did not put their faith in Christ, the very thing they were inquiring about, if they did not place their faith in Christ, then they would face a certain fearful looking for of judgment. And fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries, Hebrews 10, 27, God's adversaries. A certain fearful looking forward. Looking for judgment and a fairy indignation. That's it. The Lord, or sorry, Paul, did his best with the Lord's help. Reasoned with him, pressed it upon him. About righteousness, about temperance. And Felix, the judgment is coming. As if giving him another reason to run to Christ. Judgment, the judgment, God's judgment. The judgment like none other. It's coming, Felix. You better put your faith in Christ. As well as the manner he reasoned with them. As well as the message, righteousness, temperance and judgment, the judgment that comes. We notice the misery. The misery of Felix. After giving this couple the truth about faith in Christ, informing them about the judgment, we read, Felix trembled. It's no wonder. It's no wonder. The word trembled doesn't just refer to somebody trembling physically. The word tremble means to become afraid. And after Paul dealing with righteousness, temperance and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid. Felix trembled. And Paul must have painted a very vivid picture of what Felix faced in the judgment. 
if he did not have his faith in Christ. And of course all, listen, all who know not Christ, they ought to be afraid. Because they'll face the judgment as well. I would not like to be that man, that woman. Stand before God in the day of judgment. To hear the Lord on his left hand side, the ungodly would stand on the left hand side of the Lord, the great judge, the righteous on the right hand side. And to hear the Lord say to those on the left hand side, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. I never knew you. Never knew you. You may have attended church meetings, you may have sat under the gospel, but I never knew you. And the word never is a very strong word. It means never at any time. I never knew you at any time. That's what, Paul, that's what Felix would hear. In the judgment. Depart from me. Depart from me, he cursed, and the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Well, Felix had lived for the devil. And he'd be in a lost eternity with the devil. And he didn't place his faith in Christ. Finally, Felix and the indecision about faith. His interest in the faith. He was instructed in the faith. Now we see his indecision. Now you would have thought Paul, the preacher that he was, a man filled with the Holy Ghost, giving to Felix the truth about righteousness, the truth about temperance, and the truth about the judgment, and Felix trembling. You would have thought Felix would have said to Paul, I yield. I need to place my faith in Christ. But he didn't. All most persuaded. Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time this time here we see his mistake his mistake perhaps we we don't know but he was wanting to know about faith in Christ was Felix right as it were at the door of the kingdom was he almost there? Almost persuaded. 
and King Agrippa after him. It was a mistake. It was a mistake for Felix to be so near the kingdom. Trembled. Wanted to know about faith in Christ. How many make the same mistake? How sad it is. So many make the same mistake. They're almost persuaded to believe. Almost persuaded to embrace the Lord. And what do they do? Go thy way, preacher. Go thy way, preacher. When I have a more convenient season, I'll call for thee again. So near the kingdom. This was Felix. You know, there's no time like the present. You're in the meeting tonight without Christ, and the Lord has spoken to you in the past. Don't make the same mistake again. But make Christ your Savior tonight. Tonight. This 10th day of April, 2022, make it your spiritual birthday. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Paul said, Behold, now, now is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. As someone said, tomorrow is a date on the devil's calendar because it never comes. Sinners always looking for tomorrow. I wait till tomorrow. Remember one of our ministers visiting a gentleman in hospital? He was dying of cancer. Their soul. He wasn't saved. The minister would visit him regularly. A couple of days a week. Press upon him his need to receive the Lord. Ah, I'll wait, I'll wait till he get out of the hospital. Minister knew the man would never be at the hospital. But he kept saying, I'll wait, I'll keep waiting, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Until one day the minister got the phone call from the hospital. Mr. So and so has passed away. Tragic, isn't it? It's tragic. Made the mistake. Then you have his maybe very quickly. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. That's right. Maybe I'll talk to you later. Maybe I'll call you again. And many babies have been honored in gospel meetings. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe next week. Maybe when I'm older. 
Maybe when I clean up my life, don't that, don't do that. The Lord will do that for you. In a mistake, and the maybe, then you have the money, the money. Verse twenty-six. Felix hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul, that he might lose him. Wherefore he sent for him the oftener and communed with him. <coughs> no, not about faith in Christ. He wanted the money. See, when he made the mistake of turning away from Paul and selling him on out of convenience, Stephen uncalled for him, he made that mistake. The door of mercy had closed. The door of grace had closed. He's not talking about faith in Christ now. He's back to thinking about worldly matters. He wanted Paul to give him money that he could release him sooner. Almost. Almost persuaded. Now to believe. Almost, but lost. May the Lord bless His word to our hearts this evening. Let's bow in prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear Lord and loving God, <coughs> as we come to Thee again at the close of another Sabbath day. Another day of opportunity for men and women to get right with God, put their faith in Christ. O oh Lord, we pray that signs will follow the preaching of the word tonight. Bless all who have gathered here this evening. We thank you for each one. Lord, we pray thy hand will be upon each one in the incoming days. Keep us all healthy and well and safe, we pray. Help us to tell others about the Saviour. Lord, answer prayer tonight and save some soul. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away. Amen.